Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Appreciate you taking the time out. We are going to talk, uh, of course, Super Bowl and all things related uh, coming up this weekend. Um, Whether you are a fan of the Chiefs, the 49ers, or you might be a fan of some other related issues, you know, um, Usher and other things, you know, it's, it's an event. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm just blessed to have our CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, Princess Cooper, to join today. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, Gretchen. I, I see you're still struggling with that voice a little bit, but I'm excited to be on with you. Well, I'm glad to have you on. I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, go through the trenches and, and all that to just have a conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> so I'm glad you're taking the time out. So, oh, where to begin? This is just kind of a – well, first of all, let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. it's all, uh, I guess you could say, left coast or west coast or whatever, or, you know, or west side of the country more or less, uh, mm-hmm. mid to west. Um when you have a sporting event, especially a Super Bowl, that uh, is kind of more regionally specific, um, does it matter? I mean, I know there's some people that are just there for the game, but when your team is not in the game or anybody in your conference or, or you know, I'm sorry, not conference, division or whatever is not in the game, does that take away the audience? Have you found no, not at all. I, I think that the Super Bowl American football is a treasure, and it's a destination and something that even if you are not a football fan, because uh, that it is a treasure in an event that's major in America and around the world, you're you're going to get um, you know eyes on your game that you wouldn't get all regular season or in the playoffs. It's just one of those things. So, you know, and you have an opportunity. There's 32 teams in the NFL. There's a there's more of a chance that your your team is not there than it is there. But because it is what it is, you know, a lot of people don't watch the regular season of a whole lot of things, but they'll watch the playoffs and then the championship series or game. So, no, just because your team doesn't mean it's not there or even if it's not, you know, there's no teams on the East Coast that's in um, the Super Bowl uh, there'll be there'll be millions, if not billions, that will watch. That, that has nothing to do with it. 
Okay. Do you have, uh, I guess, if not a favorite, a, um, I guess, a projected possible winner for based on stats or whatever, and, and why? Well, I have both. I have a favorite. I've always been a Patrick Mahomes fan, um, and he is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I liked him in college at, at Texas Tech. And um, his father played Major League Baseball for 15, 12, 13, somewhere in their years. And I know it's in the teens. So I remember the family when his dad was playing baseball. So to see him rise and come through the ranks and go to college and then to be on the radar of Andy Reid and and the Chiefs um, was amazing. And to see him the past six years, they have been in – um, the the AFC championship game, and I think this is their fourth time um, in the Super Bowl in the past six years. So I have a favorite in Patrick Mahomes, um, and I think they will probably be victorious, uh, even though the San Francisco um, 49ers are loaded with offensive talent and and more than adequate, more than adequate defense. I think the winning formula by Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, will survive. Um, based off of his performance alone, I think he can manage the game, but I think he can also take it over. And so I'm going to go with the more experienced team of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Pacheco and and um, Chris Jones on defense. Um, I'm picking them, and I'm picking them because of Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Now, I've been hearing, I guess, rumblings about, well, it probably will be the 49ers because they kind of, I guess, are the surprise, um, I guess, pick in, in terms of um, no one expected them to be as good as they were this season. Is is that correct? No, I, I think there were high expectations for the 49ers. I thought that they were on their way last year, but to be in a playoff game and have your top three quarterbacks hurt before halftime um, leaves you in a place where it seems like it was the Eagles' year, and it turned out just to be that as far as getting to the Super Bowl. But, no, they've been Mm -hmm. on this run. They were headed for this point for quite some time, and they made it that, that, you know, and the 49ers, I think, started out with nine wins, um, and then they went on a, a little losing streak of two or three straight games. But they righted the ship and took care of the Eagles in regular season um, and um, took care of who they needed to take care um, in the playoffs. Now, they haven't looked the most sharpest in the playoffs, but sometimes that happen, happens when you get a bye week and you mm-hmm. you tend to come out a little rusty. But I thought they righted the ship against the Packers. And and then they righted the ship in the second half against the Lions. But, no, the expectations were on their shoulders throughout the regular season that they were one of those teams uh, to be reckoned with and that they had a, a chance to head just where they are. I think it was expected. I, I guess I have to kind of uh, warm up to what I call the new 49ers because – you know, I remember the 49ers back in the um, Montana, was it Steve Burge, uh, yeah. Jerry Rice, those kind of, I guess, glory days. So, you know, I, I'm dealing with a whole bunch of people that I'm not familiar with, per se. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting to, to see 
the the new dynamic with them. Um, okay, we need to talk a little bit about um, you know what are we doing? You, you kind of keep up on this a little bit more than I do. Uh, are we looking at anybody that is going to be a hindrance because of injuries? You know, um, who who's out? Who who really who do do the teams really need, or each team or one team really needs that? that may be out right now, or are they pretty in pretty much good shape? Francis? Oh, I was just talking away on mute. I was just talking <laughs> away on mute. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. I think for the most part that both teams are coming in healthy. There was an offensive lineman for the Chiefs in the conference championship game that tore his ACL, so they will be down or started on the offensive line. Um, and another off, um uh, starter on the defensive or offensive line. He lost his mother just two days ago. So I think oh, no. that'll be heavy on his heart um, this Sunday. But he's out to play and, and to dedicate the the game to his mom. Um, but I, I think both teams are coming in healthy. Uh, the tight ends are, are healthy. The quarterbacks are healthy. Both sets of running backs on both sides. Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers and Pacheco for uh, the Chiefs, and then Debo Samuels, the the wide receiver slash running back for the 49ers is healthy. And I heard what you said about this new brand of 49ers. Um, You got to kind of warm up to, you know, because I think we're both from the era of Joe Montana, and then he passed the torch to Steve Young. So, you know, um, the success kept coming. Um, Right. But this new brand of 49ers is pretty darn good, too. And they found themselves a quarterback. They found a a really good offensive-minded head coach in, in Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, who um, his dad, you know, was the head coach for the Redskins, as we knew them back then, and the Broncos. I think he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos in, um, uh, in back in the day. So there there is – I understand that new brand, that old brand of 49ers, but I think this brand is, is pretty good. I understand the warming up to it because Jerry Rice and that whole, they were all just treasures for sure. But um, I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's any major injury that's keeping either team from saying that's the X factor and they may lose because of it. Uh, More of an offensive or more of a defensive game? Well, the the old adage that offense wins games and defense wins championships, I think that'll play out. Um, I don't Ooh. think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I, I think it will play out to, to um, both of these teams can score points, but I, I don't think it'll be more than 21-17, 24-21. It gets high-scoring where you start talking about 28, 20, um, 30 points. I don't think anybody gets there. It'll be, you know, in the teens and 20s at, at the least, um, at the most, um, because I think defense will manage this game and end up winning the game. Okay. All right. All right. So um, regarding the game itself, before we get into other stuff, what types of things should we be looking for? And um with the winning of a game, how do you think that's going to impact, for example, uh, contracts and other stuff going forward, especially for, I guess, uh, I guess Andy is not going anywhere. 
Patrick is probably not going anywhere. What does this do for for the other people, especially if you're on the losing side of this? Well, I can say this. If either team loses, I don't think any of their nucleus is going anywhere. anywhere. Kittle is the, the tight end for the 49ers, and I don't know if um, – I, I know he's more on the – uh, he's probably played more games than he's going to play. Um, but I don't see a whole lot leaving as far as the nucleus. Now, Chris Jones, who is the defensive star for the Kansas City Chiefs on defense, um, I think he is up for a new contract, and I think I'm hoping that that is negotiated. But you're correct. Kyle Shanahan, the coach for the 49ers, and Andy Reid, the coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, whether they win or lose, neither one of them are going anywhere. Um, and I, all the of the head coaching positions that were vacant, eight of them have now been filled. And um, there's maybe one offensive coordinator position that still needs to be filled. Maybe that may come from one of these teams, but I doubt it. I think both teams come in and out of this game with the same staff headed, headed into the combine and into the NFL draft in April and, and into OTAs um, in June. I don't think any of that's there. Now, as far as some of the stars, I do think that Chris Jones, maybe Pacheco are due for um, a renewal in contract or negotiations, but um, I don't think Brock Purdy is up for any renewal unless they decide to reward him. The same thing for Patrick Mahomes. Everybody else is intact and will be there this time next year unless some type of you know, unforeseen thing happens. Let's talk about some of those. Um, we're going to get a little off Super Bowl for a second. Let's talk about some of those vacancies that have been filled. And um, I guess you could say no more room at the end or no more vacancies uh, for one person in particular. I wanted to ask you about Belichick right now. Um, can you talk about, you know, what, has been going on with him what do you think will happen with him well I thought that Belichick really wanted once he was let go by the Patriots and there was apparent um you know youth movement in New England and they wanted to go with Gerard Mayo who was coached by Bill Belichick um and Belichick had been at New England for 25 years so they wanted to go younger, and they wanted to get a new coach, new blood in there. So Belichick was on the market for a new um, coaching position, and he interviewed twice. He interviewed twice with um, the the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry for my home phone going off. He interviewed twice with the Atlanta Falcons and got a second interview. But they and, – and the owner, Arthur Blank, for the Atlanta Falcons wanted – to um, hire Bill Belichick, but his staff, his GM, his son, his family wanted to go younger and go with Raheem Morris. Belichick now is, you know, have to say, um, has he coached his last team? I don't know. He still wants to coach. More than likely, he'll be an analyst since all the head coaching jobs have been filled. Um, but, you you know, I think he's, the six Super Bowl championships have lost their luster compared to the last two years of performances when they didn't get out of the gate with anything good and they didn't end the seasons with anything good. Um, Maybe that's lost its luster, and I don't know if he'll ever coach again. Maybe somebody will try next year. But for right now, 
Belichick is is um, now he's on the sidelines on the sofa with us, um, relegated to watching and analyzing the Super Bowl. That has to be kind of tough, and um, but is it? Well, I was going to say kind of tough, but unexpected. But is it unexpected? That's that's the question. Um, but we're gonna. You want to take a break? Yes, we can take a break. Okay, we are going to take a break. We are here with the mighty, mighty CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, Princess Cooper. This is G's Power Hour. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar. Or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Princess Cooper, sports official uh, guru here at Never Had It So Good Networks. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Princess, I guess I have an issue with regards to uh, Bill Belichick in terms of the some of the, I guess, cheating scandals, uh, the, the play call, uh, you know, theft type thing to me it's like if you have to cheat are you really that good well one of the sayings in the NFL is is that if if you're not cheating you're not trying and um, that's really prevalent in the NFL and in college football and maybe a lot of sports now I have the same problem with Belichick that you do um, because he has been in the midst of several cheating scandals um, I think he's a cheater, and he, he will always be in my mind. And um, I think he got caught a couple of times. Um, and um, Brady, Tom Brady was in the middle of some of that too. So I, I have that same problem. I've never been a Belichick fan. I've never been one of his appearance with the cutoff, um, you know, hoodie, um, sweatshirts. I've never been a, a fan of him in a press conference. Uh, in most press conferences, he, he comes in and presents himself as standoffish in, you know, um, a one-word answer um, like that. But I can say that I've been around him twice at the University of Florida because he was very good friends with Urban Meyer at the time, and he drafted a lot of Florida Gators because of that friendship and because he was around the team in the offseason and got to see the talent up front. But I was around him a couple of times and found him to be very engaging. He's nothing like 
that stick in the mud that he is in press conferences in when you're trying to get information from him about his team. Um, very engaging, very likable, very talkable, you know. Um, so there was that side. But I do have a level of disrespect and maybe not giving him a lot of credit because I, he was a cheater. And he cannot deny that. He got caught twice. Um, that I know of officially by the NFL that made it way, you know, made it a, a big deal in the media itself. But on the other hand, um, six Super Bowl championships um, is 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 unheard of, you know, um, for one head coach. Um, and you know, there's only one other team with six um, Super Bowl champions, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, you got to give him credit and having the formula and no. Nowhere, if he um, got a player and plugged and played, he was the one that could do it and still still win. And I want to go back to if it was expected for him not to be the coach this year. That was the buzz all year long. Will Belichick survive this year? Will he be there next year? Because his the, the coach now, Gerard Mayo, who was his successor, had that written into his contract. There were so many teams that wanted Gerard Mayo to come and be their coordinator or their coach. And the owner had that written into Gerard Mayo's contract, that you would be the successor. Whenever Bill Pelichek leaves here, you will be our next head coach. And they paid him like that. So this was not unexpected once the season took a turn and they only had three or four wins. And I, and I may be exaggerating. Yeah, three or four wins. Um, once it took that turn, you kind of knew this was coming. Interesting. That's why I like having you. You, you get you get into the nitty gritty. You get dirt. You know, <laughs> um, you know, because for for us us people that kind of uh, pay attention on a cur- cursory level. So yeah. So so anyway, yeah, you know, and I hate I hate it. I guess you and I are cut a lot from the same cloth in, in terms of how we perceive stuff, but I hate that you sacrifice a level of integrity. For an mm-hmm. outcome, but unfortunately, oh, yeah. unfortunately, that in, in other areas of our society, and I won't go into that because you know that's all a conversation for days. But it seems to be very indicative in terms of how our society prefers to work these days. Um, so yeah. I, I, I hate that, but yeah. So that's where we are, Gretchen. Winning. Winning is equated with success, and if you're going to be successful, you have to you have to win. And that again, winning then becomes addictive, um, and then you're willing to sacrifice and cross over your own line of moral compass and cheat. And that's what he did. You know, um, we have to get to the point where we are not. Um, Dependent on other people to define us, because when we get to that point in terms of who defines success for us, um, and, and other things, you know that, like I said, this this conversation could go on. But um, when we when we get to that point, um, I think some things will start to change. But as long as we still buy into what what everybody else thinks about us, um, that you know, unfortunately, we're stuck. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We could we could have a whole show just to, about that. But as oh, yeah. long as you 
have a boss or an employer that is over you, a supervisor, and you're within a company, you're up for that scrutiny. And unless you win or are successful, then you're not successful, and then we're being judged by others. I love being my own boss, and I love being an entrepreneur. And because of that and because of who I am in God's eyes, I try to pay attention on how you talk to people, judge people, and treat people. But we are a rarity in this world right now, the era of Trump post-presidency and headed into an election. This is a different world now, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was trying not to go there, but. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so we're we're gonna we're gonna pull away. We're gonna pull away from that. Um, wanna talk about the celebrity factor occurring and I'm gonna just I'm I'm not gonna start with the obvious for some people. I'm gonna start with Usher. So Usher's the halftime draw. And I'm assuming yeah. Lil John with him. Um and there's some other kind of speculation in terms of who's gonna be involved in the halftime show. Um, I was just curious because it, to me, it just seems like, and, and I, I, I don't, uh, I have, let me just put this out there. I don't follow popular radio as much as I used to. I listen to a lot of gospel now. So, uh, the fact that Usher is the halftime show seemed to me, uh, I, I, in some respects that people were maybe getting a slight bit uncomfortable with some of the newness or some of the, um, I don't know, uh, I guess un, I was going to say unfamiliarity for some of the old mm-hmm. school folks. And so they reached back and got Usher. But I'm just trying to figure out why Usher. And, and nothing against Usher. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw him when he opened up for Janet Jackson uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, because now he's not an opener. He's, <laughs> he's the main act. He's a headliner. Yeah. Yes, he's a headliner. So what what do you think made the determination to kind of bring Usher or someone like him on board for the halftime? I, I, I thought it, it was um, it was going to be that, an unwritten answer once the, the, the Super Bowl was going to be in Vegas. Um, Usher is the headliner in, Ve- in his Vegas show. And he's been there, oh, okay. gosh, for the past, I don't know, I want to say year, he's been the headliner in Vegas. And so once the Super Bowl was, that was going to be the location, I thought that that was probably going to be who was going to head up the Super Bowl. And and, and I'm right, you know. Um, and I thought the NFL, you know, had some names out there, but it seemed appropriate that it should be Usher um, because he is the big deal. In, in, in Vegas right now. Um, and if you're in Vegas, then you want to get tickets to the show. Um, and I've heard several people, um, those that are other stars or whatever, hey, Usher, can I get two tickets? Um, and sure enough, he'll hear it and, and leave two for them and make a big deal about it. So th- I think that's why. Um, it, it wasn't a surprise to me at all. That made sense to me. Um, that the NFL will go with what was popular, and that it is the name um, in Vegas right now is Usher. That brings me to something else, because I, I did not know that, and I didn't think about that. So, yeah, that does make sense. Having the Super Bowl in Vegas, is that a distraction 
Gretchen, if you are a man, <laughs> wow. No, let me just say this. If you are um, on a team and you are between the ages of 20 to 30, anywhere you go is going to be a distraction. If you went to Miami, that's a distraction. Vegas is going to be one. L.A. was going to be one. Um, so Tampa is going to be one because if you want to um, find gambling or a club or any of that, any of those big cities like that has, has it. Now, is Vegas a bigger one? I think you can't get any bigger than Vegas. Um, and yeah. I think they – I think they were hesitant to have a team in Vegas because of the betting um, and the line in Vegas. But they eventually got a team, and I think this is the second or third or fourth year that the um, um, the Oakland Raiders are now the Las Vegas Raiders. So then uh-huh. you said, okay, we're going to go there for the Super Bowl. And I think they've been hesitant to go there because you're right. There's so much there. We're not even talking about some of the club scene and all of that and 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 getting into prostitution. But, yes, Gretchen, I think you are correct. But I don't want to put it all on Vegas, no matter what city they went to or that they, they are oh. lined up to go to, that same distraction is there. It's just a heavier one in Vegas. Just to say Vegas, everybody goes, wow. And that's yeah, why the saying is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. <laughs> Let's, let's see what's our time like here. Um, okay, let's take a break. Uh, we're here with Princess Cooper. She is the CEO of Never Had It So Good Sports and Entertainment Networks. If you have questions or comments about the Super Bowl or anything else going on, you know, we can talk about it. The number is 516-387-1944, G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, just FYI, y'all, in addition to Super Bowl, which starts next week on Sunday, there are other things. Have you gotten your Valentine? Uh, their gift, have you ordered the flowers? Have you ordered, you know, whatever the gift is, jewelry, chocolates, Something maybe a little bit more specific to the individual that you care about. Um, don't wait till the last minute. Wednesday, which also, and then you've got that Tuesday. But also um, for some of us, uh, Wednesday is 
which is Valentine's Day too, is Ash Wednesday and marks the beginning of Lent. So um, just keep that in mind as well. Like I said, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, Tara Collingwood is going to talk about uh, some of that, including one other thing I wanted to ask her about. Uh, she's the diadiva. Uh, is there such a thing as an aphrodisiac? For real. So we're going to talk about that. In the meantime, we're talking with Princess Cooper of Never Had It So Good uh, Sports and Entertainment Networks. And uh, the number, if you have questions or comments, is 516-387-1944. So, Taylor Swift. Wow. <laughs> And okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I even uh, I, I like Taylor. I even pulled up. Uh, I told I told my husband when they had the Grammys on the other night that the first time I ever saw her was actually on a Grammy uh, presentation. Uh, well, she was performing actually, and I f- found it on YouTube. Of course, pulled it up, showed it to him, and I mean, she still she was good then. Very entertaining and stuff like that. You just knew something was coming uh, from this girl. But it was a little, it was, a, I guess, not as, she's a little more sophisticated now, but she still is very entertaining, puts on a good show. I like the fact that one of the things I told my husband, she pulls, it seems, from uh, personal and life experiences for some of her songs. And, and I think that's why she's popular. A lot of people can relate to of course, the heartbreak and, and other kind of stuff. But, I mean, the impact is weird. Um, there's monetary impact. There's political impact uh, of her just hanging out with his dude, you know. What are your thoughts? And I shouldn't say this dude. Sorry. Sorry, Travis, <laughs> Kelsey. Let me put your name out there. Your mama will be mad at me. Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, who, who is a celebrity in his own right, but still, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Travis Kelsey's kind of cute myself. But let me go through. I've been through um, the gamut of emotions with Taylor Swift. I've never been a Taylor Swift fan. And to this day, I can't name one song that Taylor Swift sings. And I'm probably going to keep that going. Um, I think that she does actually put on a good show. I've seen some of it. Um, but I, I am definitely, if it comes down to who am I picking, I'm going to always pick Beyonce. Um, but Taylor Swift is an entity. She is an impact wherever she goes. Um, and cities want her to have a concert in their in their city because um, they want the impact, the the, the the monetary impact, and she brings that no matter where she goes. Now her now dating Travis Kelsey, and I remember when this started, and he gave her a shout-out on his podcast, and then it kind of rolled from there. I remember his girlfriend, though, Nicole um, Kayla, an African-American young lady, and she was there for the first Super Bowl win, I think, and that was in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. The Super Bowl was there. And I was sad to hear them break up. Um, and I'm, I'm sad for her that this is where it is. And now she's been mentioned as, as the ex as much and not, she can't get out of that. But Taylor Swift herself, um, the NFL welcomes her and she has made an impact and more eyes are on the NFL because of her. As a matter of fact, um, her first NFL game, 35 million 
young ladies between the ages of 15 and 21 Google NFL. Google NFL. You know, so she brings the impact, and they are, you know, they are excited to collaborate with her. Um, she wore a custom-made jacket with 87 on it um, to a game about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks now, four weeks ago, oh. that one, the wife, the wife of a 49er um, teammate, uh, the running back made, the wife made it for her. That wife oh. now has NFL licensing. Um, she has been given licensing to make to make any jacket with any NFL logo on. That process usually takes a year. She got it in three weeks after Taylor Swift wore her jacket and Patrick Mahomes' oh. wife wore, wore a jacket that she made in a week or two. So the impact, impact is undeniable. I think their relationship seems really kind of sweet. Um, and it hasn't mm-hmm. gotten off kilter. She's used to um, being in the limelight. He is used to being in the limelight, and they seem to make it work. For the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, she will be in Tokyo um, finishing up a concert on that Saturday. She should get back sometime Sunday morning, but the NFL wants to make sure by any means necessary, if they have to help her get back in time for the Super Bowl. Um, that's the impact that she has. I also want to say I like her because she said, hey, young people, go register to vote. Hey, mm-hmm. we want to make a difference. And that day that she said it, 35,000 new youngsters went out and registered to vote. Her voice means something, and i got to give her mm-hmm. that credit. And I also want to say I don't want my daughters or any other female see me bashing another female. So just because I don't know mm-hmm. any of her songs don't mean I don't respect her, and I'm actually living, living in the Swifty moment for sure. I like it. Yeah. I like the fact that she doesn't really have any real scandal associated with her, and I think that's why, like, parents like her uh, and they're willing to let their children kind of follow along with her. Uh, I, I like that. And I like the fact that I think she's, she either she's really smart or she's got some really smart people working with or for her or both. Because it seems to me she took some of those Prince lessons in terms of getting her, re- redoing her songs and, and getting, uh, stuff under her name. She made like yeah, this one slip of a mistake, and then she's like, mm-hmm. um, "This this ain't happening," you know. So I I really respect her for that, you know. So uh, me too. Yeah. So, uh, but like I said, it's not just impact with. I mean, the monetary impact. I mean, the soup. The the NFL uh, wasn't looking for it. But I say, oh, well, this helps us with jerseys and all kind of stuff. But then yeah. you're getting a lot of backlash from the uh, anal- the people that analyze politics now, uh, which yeah. is weird. For this child, okay, <laughs> my age, you know, She's still, she's not a child. I know that, but still, comparatively, it's like you all are getting all bit out of shape over this child, 
Really? Mm-hmm. You can't hold your own against Taylor Swift in terms of the impact to your party. Really? That is weird. Yeah. If you see a threat, that is a Republican um, strategy. If you see a threat, try to um, take care of it. Try to knock it down or to silence it as much as possible. Obviously, they see Taylor Swift as a threat because she has brought more eyes to the Democratic Party. I don't know if she's come out and said emphatically that I am a Democrat, but she has said emphatically that she's not a fan of Donald Trump and then and, and to vote Biden on your ticket. She did that um, in the last time that they, they were in a race together. So I think they see her as a threat, and they, they're going to try to silence, silence her. But I agree with you. Uh, in the overall scheme of things, leave the baby alone. I mean, really. But, yeah, the the Republicans have come out and said that that is a um, Democratic strategy is to have her out front and center and, and bashing her. And, and they are warning her. They are warning her specifically to keep her mouth closed. That's what the Republicans said in a statement. You know, I, I'm wondering if some of these people who have granddaughters, daughters and granddaughters, uh, are really thinking um, all all they need is all your granddaughter, daughter or granddaughter needs or great granddaughter or whatever needs to see is a clip of you bashing their favorite star. Um, you, you, yeah. You're really putting yourself, you're putting yourself in a precarious position uh, for your party, I mean, with your your, your babies, uh, because you, your party can't seem to hold its own against, you know, uh, a well, star. Uh, I think the older you get, or our our um, our senior citizens, a lot of times they get a pass, and we just say, "Well, that's grandma, grandpa. They're going to say what's <laughs> on their mind," <laughs> and. And that's what you're getting. And even if some of them come out, a lot of them come out against Taylor Swift, it's still going to be that's grandma and grandpa. You knew they were going to say whatever they want to say. Now, they're going to get some of that, um, those who are respectful and want and want to have a positive um, um, light in front of their grandkids. Um, but, you know, the 44% of those in America that support Donald Trump has not grown and has not um, gotten any smaller. That 44% is holding tight amongst Americans. But unless you try to pick up some diversity and some cultural impact, um, you're still at 44%. And we haven't been able to change their minds, and that 44% says anything they want to say. And most of them are uneducated. And I don't mean to bash that, but most of them are without college degrees. Um, All they know is what they know, and that is, a man running for president who has 95 um, felony charges against him, um, and they still like him, and they said they're all bon- um, bogus charges. Okay, so en- enough of that. We're, we're not going <laughs> to give that much air, uh, any more air exactly. to that. Okay, <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So. So um, what other things should we be looking for with regards to this year's Super Bowl? And I wanted to ask you, because um, you said yeah, one of the things that dawned on me when you were talking about Usher being a natural 
selection for halftime because the Super Bowl is going to be in Las Vegas. How far in advance mm-hmm. do they, they select those Super Bowl cities? Wow. Um, I think they're uh, two years ahead. So I don't know um, who is the city next year, but they're, they, they're, they're probably two or three years ahead. So they've known for quite some time, um, you know, who was going that you know, after last year, and I don't even know where last year was, um, you know, that they were headed to Vegas this year. So, but now they don't try to pick a talent for that Super Bowl until about one or two months before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I want to go a little bit uh, off Super Bowl to Pro Bowl and ask, because it was kind of a surprise to me. I guess I really hadn't been paying attention to the Pro Bowl and happened to turn it on because it was in Orlando and kind of glanced at it. It's like, it's flag football. And they're doing other stuff <laughs> like tug of war. I'm like, when did this all happen and why? Can you talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl changes? The Pro Bowl, first of all, it was always if you were in the Pro Bowl, you were headed to Honolulu, Hawaii. And then it got to the point, and that was like a vacation for whomever was selected to the Pro Bowl or whoever. Even if you were injured, you still got to go, and then your replacement got to go too. So it was just a whole family affair. But um, the NFL started saying they don't want to just go to Hawaii. They wanted to come stateside, and that the, the, the city that they picked was Orlando. So they had one or two in Orlando, but the stigma was still there. The the Pro Bowl was nothing like real football. They were out there to to show some appreciation, but no one wanted to tackle. It was the last game of the season. They were not in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, so they were not trying to really hit each other. And that became a travesty to most men. So the NFL started listening and said, well, let's revamp it. Let's do something different. Let's have it, you know, uh, uh, a Pro Bowl weekend where we start on Thursday and then, you know, or no, I think they started yesterday. Um, oh, that was last week. Never mind. That was last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they had events every day, you know, passing skills, hiking skills. But it ended with black football. And they said it was a competitive game where Baker Mayfield was the MVP. So we got there through the complaints over years. And, and I'm talking about maybe the last 10 or 15 years we've been talking about the Pro Bowl and how it has gotten to the point where they're not even really playing out there. They're just playing around. They're not even real tackling. And here we are where we are now. I don't know how long this one will survive um, because people, yeah. just like you said, I turned on and it was flag football. Flag football. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, the score was crazy, you know. It was like, and mm-hmm. I'm like, and I even, I'm like, at some point, I'm like, well, where's the defense? And, and my husband's like, well, there's no defense. This is flag football. Nobody's trying to get hurt. It's like, oh my God. And I'm like, and I love Orlando. Don't get me wrong. I live here. I love it. We we had a very busy weekend between the Pro Bowl and we had uh, U.S. Uh, Olympic trials for, for mm-hmm. this coming summer. Uh, it was a crazy busy weekend here. We had an uh, MLK concert uh, on Friday night and some other things. Uh but with that being said, since I have not gone to Hawaii and kind of used to enjoy watching the Pro Bowl so I could live vicariously 
through them and get those shots of Hawaii. I kind of <laughs> miss it being in Hawaii. That's just me. So, but I definitely was expecting more of a real game and not flag football. You know, but I do understand. I do. They they are they took some, you know, some information from them too. You know, they no like I said, no one's trying to get hurt out there. That was obvious. They were out there in pad football pads and and cleats, but they really weren't doing anything with it. So they decided to revamp it. And the team captains this year was was Peyton Manning AFC and and Eli Manning, you know, NFC. Yeah. So. Um, you know, they made a, a, a bigger deal of it. I did want to go back, Gretchen, and say the Super Bowl this yes, year is in, is in Vegas. Next year, it's in New Orleans. In 2026, Ooh. it's in Santa Clara, California. In 2027, it's in Inglewood, California. And um, so, yeah, so that is it for right now. They're all the way up through 2027. Um, so the next four years has already been picked. Okay, so Vegas now, and then, okay, you've mentioned a couple New California Orleans. locations. Um, yes, Vegas yeah. now, New Orleans next year, and then California the next two years, Santa Clara one year, and Inglewood the second the second year. So, oh, that's um, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to take our final break, and then we come back. Um, We're going to catch up on some other things going on in the world of sports. Uh, We're here with Princess Cooper of Never Had It So Good Networks. The number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arglatex, and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on K-Ham Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is Black History Month. Um, since they probably won't share some stuff in the schools, thanks to certain folks, sit down with your kids, family, friends, loved ones, drop some knowledge. You know, make sure everybody's informed uh you know sometimes you just can't depend on other people to do the right thing that's just it mm-hmm. anyway back with princess cooper i've never had it so good network so the number is 516-387-1944 so any um what do we have coming up we have drafts and stuff coming up like soon right yeah. well actually the, okay. the the combine um for the nfl will be at the end of the month so after the Super Bowl, you start getting invites um, 
to head to the combine, and that will be the end of February. Um, then March will be, of course, um, pro days where the the teams or the individuals will go back to their colleges and, and, and script a pro day where they'll invite NFL um, scouts in to see them do a scripted workout that they will do. And then in April, um, there is uh, um, draft time, and we'll start on a Friday, and I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday that the NFL draft now, three nights, and I don't know what city they are in this upcoming year. But that is the NFL, you know. Um, and I think as far as pro teams are concerned, they have the best off season of uh, of any pro team. They have just an interesting off season as they do um, this season itself. We we follow it year round. NFL has created a a excellent brand for themselves. You just need to stop having that that draft weekend or whatever it is on my anniversary weekend. I'll be fine. That's all. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, talk a little bit um, because I guess I'm not as sure as some folks are about what the combine entails. Well, Gretchen, it's hard for me to describe this because I think I have a problem with um, it looking a lot like um, slave trade. Um, but okay. you are you you check in. Um, you are invited to the combine. Every owner. Um, head coach and scouts are there. Um, it is a four-day process where, you know, the quarterbacks all get to work out together, the, the defensive backs, um, the linemen, and, and then the skill position, the running backs and wide receivers. And the first thing they do the first day is a weigh-in where they all go in in, in, in their underwear, some type of skivvy shorts or whatever, and they weigh in and they get measured you know, um, as far as their, their arm length, their hand size, um, and then how tall they are. Um, and Do then they, they head out to teeth? the field. Exactly. 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 So that's one thing that they don't do. But then they also go in and be, they, they each go through um, each team and they get to ask questions. As a matter of fact, um, one of the Miami Dolphins scout um, asked a player about four or five years ago if his mom was a prostitute. You know, um, he had heard that. So there's something they try to ask you those 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 um, those kind of questions to see how you'll react and see what your temper is like. But that was one that was really um, he was he was uh, disciplined for doing that one. I think you got a little bit out of her hand. So after the individual conversations and interviews and being your, all your measurables being gotten. Then you um, do a high jump to see how high you can jump. You do 40 skills where you run the 40-yard um, dash and see how fast you can run the 40 in. And if you are a 4-0, in the 40, you are valuable to the NFL. And then you go through, you know, drills on the field um, with your skilled people. You catch passes. You run um, you do lineman drills for the defense and the um, offensive line. So that describes it, and you walk away with winners and losers. Who impacted the the combine the best? Um, who had some really fast 40 times? And then they start ranking you, and then we look towards the pro day for your college if you are still, you know, being pursued by the NFL. 
And then the NFL will invite you to their complex if they're really interested in you. And the projected number one player this year is Caleb Williams, quarterback, USC, who won the Heisman last year. He did not win it this year, but he's projected to be the number one pick in the NFL. And the number one pick is held by the Chicago Bears. And Caleb Williams has already come out and said, I do not want to be picked by the Chicago Bears. I want to go somewhere else. He named the teams that he'd like to go to. And he also said, whoever drafts me, I want it also in my contract that I can be part owner of your team. A lot of drama here this year, for sure. I don't know, something about I, – I had trouble focusing after you said the word owner. Um, <laughs> and that's it. I'm sorry. That's it. Um, I told you I had a problem with this because – I know. Uh, you know I got a problem. But I wanted okay. it explained. And I uh, – unfortunately, I guess you have to have some of that because you are getting ready to engage someone – in a physical sport um, that's going to either make you or cost you some money, depending on what, you know, what their skills are and how physically fit they are. But I can't help but think that there's somebody in that cluster of owners or scouts or whatever that's getting some sort of sick pleasure out of this process. It's just... Oh, yeah, I think a lot do. Yeah. So you remember now we only have we don't have any African American majority owners. We do have a few Condoleezza is a minority owner with the Denver Broncos and Magic Johnson just became a minority minority owner with the new ownership team for the Washington Commanders. So we do have some African Americans that are minority owners, but none that own the team outright. And when you have what we have, a lot of these owners never played football. As a matter of fact, they never really watched football, but they became oil tycoons or they made a, a, a killing with owning Home Depot like Arthur Blank did um, in Atlanta. And now he had to sell his, um, his franchise, his ownership to that because he became an owner with the Atlanta Falcons. He purchased him. So, yes, I agree with you. Um, the likes of Jerry Jones, I think they like this process. They like to see this. It's something they can get away with legally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Princess, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you breaking down a lot of stuff and giving the information. And you know, um, you know, good luck this weekend. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We we all don't have our specific teams in there, but it still should be a fun <laughs> game. And we haven't talked about the commercials, so those should be entertaining oh, yeah. as well. Commercials yeah. are coming. I always get yeah. excited about those. Yeah. Here they're bringing the Clydesdales back. A lot of people are happy about that. <laughs> so. yeah. All right. Well, take care, Princess. And thank you all for being with us. Talk tomorrow uh, with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, hug a loved one, and please remember all real power comes from God. Take care. <laughs> 